All right, Kerry Crowley back here with you for the second edition of the Kerry Crowley Show, counting down to the end of the 2023 San Francisco Giants season, following a series victory and a Wednesday loss against the Cincinnati Reds. We'll look ahead to the Giants' upcoming series in San Diego, their road trip that also includes a stop in Chicago against a red-hot Cubs team that is very much in play for a wildcard spot and even in play for a National League Central title if they can catch up to the Milwaukee Brewers. But we will go through right now the San Francisco Giants and what this team needs to do over its final 29 games to lock up a playoff spot and or miss the playoffs and then ultimately build toward next season. Uh, With 29 games to go, I feel like I'm torn right now on whether I believe in this team as a serious contender that could sneak into the postseason and then do some damage in October, or if I'm out on their ability simply because the month of August was disastrous from an offensive standpoint. Yes, there's still one game to go in San Diego, but I don't think the Giants are suddenly going to get hot at Petco Park, which is, of course, a pitcher's paradise. So looking at the reasons I think the Giants can make a run, they're very much on display this week against the Cincinnati Reds. You look at this rotation and Kyle Harrison's emergence, his arrival in the big leagues and his subsequent performance against the Reds, 11 strikeouts and six and third innings and a dynamic effort on Monday night at Oracle Park, that completely changes the complexion of the Giants' season. Look, Harrison has only thrown, what, like 70-plus innings in the minors and the majors now combined this year. The Giants have been very cautious with his workload, which is why, quite frankly, I've been billing him as a 12-15 to 15 out guy right now. But he goes out and he gets you 19 outs on Monday night against the Cincinnati Reds to set the tone. Strikes out 11. It's clear the fastball plays at the major league level. The slider is still a bit of a work in progress, but that too can be an out pitch. And if Harrison somehow harnesses a changeup in the month of September, then you really look at what the Giants have in the rotation. You think, okay, this is a group that not only can get into the postseason, but can win a series, can advance into the NLDS and potentially to the NLCS. See, you know, those matchups are going to be very difficult. The Dodgers and the Braves have been such good teams all season long, and the Giants will close their schedule this year with 7 of 10 against the Dodgers, which makes the upcoming portion of the schedule extremely important for this club if it's going to lock down a wildcard spot. But the Giants aren't a team that I think is blown away by the Atlanta Braves or blown away by the Dodgers. The Giants very easily could have taken one of those series from the Braves and We've seen in previous years. Look at 2021 when the Giants win 107, the Dodgers win 106, and the Braves win the National League pennant with, what, 88 victories then. They go on and win the World Series. So all it is is getting into the playoffs and having the pitching to carry you deep into the postseason. For so much of this year, I was of the belief that the Giants simply didn't have that pitching. It was Logan Webb, it was Alex Cobb, and it was bullpen game after bullpen game after bullpen game. It was hoping that Sean Manaya could give you four innings out of the pen. It was, hey, is Ross Stripling going to be healthy today? And if so, is that even going to matter? Is he just going to be eating innings while giving up home runs and not walking guys because his stuff is so over the plate right now? But the Giants over the weekend saw what Tristan Beck could do on Sunday Night Baseball against the Atlanta Braves. I think that there's optimism that he could help hold down a spot in this rotation. And look, If that turns Ross Stripling into your fifth starter, I think the Giants will be in good position from there moving forward. And so the top three in the rotation of Logan Webb, who threw six six innings, two runs against the Cincinnati Reds in the loss on Wednesday, followed by Alex Cobb, of course, eight and two-third innings of no-hit ball against the Reds on Tuesday night, was brilliant, has been great at home this season. And then Kyle Harrison, I think that trio right there 
can pitch well in the month of September, get the Giants into the postseason, and then we'll see what happens from there. Of course, you'd have to win a wild card series, likely against either the Milwaukee Brewers or the Philadelphia Phillies. I mentioned the Cubs is another team, but look, things are not easy no matter what happens when you get into the postseason. The name of the game is just getting in. And another reason I think that this team could make a run, they typically have a handful of relievers who can be trusted at any given point of the season. Right now, we saw on Wednesday, Tyler Rogers has been struggling during the second half of the season. ERA up over four after the All-Star break, gives up the big two-run home run to Christian Encarnacion Strand on Wednesday that kind of put the game away in favor of the Reds. But Camilo Joval looks like he's back in form after struggling last week in Philadelphia and in Atlanta against the Braves. Looks like he can regain that form that made him the all-star that he is, that we know that he can be. And look, go back to the month of September in 2021 when he was the National League Reliever of the Month. This guy can turn it on, and he can turn it on in a moment's notice. That fastball can climb up from 98, can hit 102, and then things get very different for this team. So I think there's just always been throughout this season, even in the Giants' worst stretches, a number of relievers that they can trust, whether it be Ryan Walker, John Brevia slated to come back from the injured list, Taylor Rogers, Scott Alexander. The Giants, if they use Tristan Beck out of the bullpen, have had a lot of confidence in him in those roles over the course of this season. So that's another reason that I think that they can make a run. And then maybe my third reason right now, when we saw the Giants winning in 2010, 2012, and 2014, it was with great pitching, great defense, and timely hitting. And the Giants this season have had a few really good timely hitters. Wilmer Flores, of course, comes to mind. Where would this team be without Wilmer Flores? Not a question I think any of us thought that we would be asking at any juncture of this season until he gets really hot in June, turns it on in July, and then is scorching hot in August, basically single-handedly carried this offense. Wilmer Flores, a one-man wrecking crew. And then Patrick Bailey has had some really clutch at-bats for the Giants this season. I know that the overall numbers aren't that great, but you look at numbers with runners in scoring position, you look at numbers late and close, and you just think about the situations that Patrick Bailey has won the Giants ball games with. Uh, you go back to the home run off of Will Smith, the walk-off at Oracle Park over the left field wall. You go back to the home run at City Field, a three-run job off of uh, David Robertson. Just incredible stuff all season long in late, close moments from Patrick Bailey. And so you get a few other players, Lamont Wade Jr., Tyro Estrada going at the right time. Jock Peterson, of course, can turn it on in the month of October. I think all it really is is getting four to five runs. And so the Giants are able to do that for the month of September and then into October. There's no reason I don't think that the Giants can do some damage. However, there are all these factors that you kind of look at as counterfactors to what they've done to position themselves as a wildcard team and reasons they may not even make the postseason. They may fall behind the Arizona Diamondbacks. They may fall behind the Miami Marlins or the Reds team that we just saw at Oracle Park this week. I think that you know, for as good as the Giants pitching looks right now, they have asked a lot of this staff throughout the months of June, July, and August. Uh, you go to all the opener games that they've had where you're stressing relievers, where you're maximizing the number of innings that a Sean Manaya or a Ryan Walker are throwing. And it's really tough when you get into the dog days of the summers we saw in August and down the stretch run in September. It's really tough to sustain quality over that period of time. And so I am worried overall about the pitching staff just because it's been so good for so long, but the Giants have also had more bullpen innings than just about any other team in the major leagues. And then another reason, hey, Wilmer Flores and Patrick Bailey have been solid and clutch situations for the Giants. Flores has been good in just about every situation for the Giants, but 
Overall, the body of work in August, the lineup was disastrous. I mean, this is a team that should have won a whole lot more games than it did in August. You had the A's on the schedule at the beginning of the month. You had the Angels on the schedule at the beginning of the month where the Giants lost two of three to an Angels team that really had its worst month in franchise history. have created embarrassing headline after embarrassing headline. Artie Moreno, who knows how he's running that franchise right now. But the bottom line is the Giants lost two of three to that team, and in part because the offense just hasn't gotten the job done. Uh, You've seen zero run games. You've seen one run games, two run games, just inconsistent games where you're hoping and praying that the Giants can scratch a run or two across and then the pitching staff can hold it down. And so if there's one thing that I think could hold this Giants team back in the month of September, yes, the schedule gets a little easier. Yes, there are more winnable games, but you still got to get the job done against these lesser teams, these lesser pitching staffs. And so far, at least in the last 30 or so days, we haven't seen the Giants been up to the task against just about anyone. And so a lot will have to change in that regard in the month of September. And then I think the third factor that maybe worries me about this Giants team is it's over-reliance on rookies. I go to Monday night, and what a brilliant scene it was at Oracle Park when Kyle Harrison strikes out 11, when Patrick Bailey is catching, when you've got Louis Matos in right field gunning down a guy at the plate. Tremendous stuff. You've got Casey Schmidt out there. You've got Ryan Walker coming in in relief. This was all a day after rookie Tristan Beck helped the Giants pick up a win against the Atlanta Braves, and there are great moments in a season when rookies contribute like the Giants have. There are great moments, positive moments, moments that make you believe in the future of the franchise and the direction that the franchise is headed. But we've seen over the course of the season, when you rely on so many rookies, you get some inconsistency. You get guys who are figured out. Remember, Casey Schmidt came up in the month of May and lit the world on fire. And then he really struggled after that. The league made adjustments. And of course, Wednesday was maybe the most encouraging sign we've seen. This series against the Reds maybe the most encouraging sign we've seen at the plate from Casey Schmidt, if you include Sunday's home run against the Atlanta Braves. But Nevertheless, it is a lot to ask of rookies. And yes, Louis Matos has gone back to the minor leagues. Wade Meckler struggled on Wednesday against Hunter Green. So the Giants are picking one of those two guys. Right now, it appears that Meckler is ahead in their order of young outfielders. And so you're just expecting a lot from men who have not played more than maybe 130, 140 games in their professional baseball careers in a season. And now you're asking them to come down the stretch in the midst of a heated playoff race and lock down a spot for you. That is a really, really tough thing. And so I've seen this discourse a little bit, whether it be on social media, on YouTube, TikTok, whatever whatever platform you're taking in your San Francisco Giants content. And that is, does it matter if this team makes the playoffs this season? Because in reality, I don't think this is a World Series caliber team. In fact, it would probably shock me if the Giants ended their run of, I think it's nine years now, or it could be the ninth consecutive season, without a win in a playoff series. Yes, their last playoff series victory was actually that World Series in 2014 against the Kansas City Royals. You go back to 2016, they lost, of course, to the Chicago Cubs at home at Oracle Park, and then 2021, bounced in Game 5 at Oracle Park by the Dodgers. And since then, they've not been back to the playoffs. Of course, just one season last year, but a disappointing 81-81. and And so does it matter when you've got all these great development stories, when you anticipate that all the players that I've already mentioned thus far, uh, Kyle Harrison, Casey Schmidt, Louis Matos, uh, include Elliot Ramos in there, even though I'm much higher on him than this current front office appears to be, on Elliot Ramos. If all of these players are making strides in their development and are all going to contribute next season, does it really matter if you make the playoffs this year? Because 
this has already been such a positive campaign for their development. And I'm here to say it absolutely matters because if you get these young guys in the mentality that, hey, October baseball is the expectation in San Francisco, you know, that builds upon itself. You see that in 2010, 2012, 2014, when you have a young Buster Posey, a young Madison Bumgarner, a young Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, Joe Panic. Their expectation is to be in the postseason on a year-in, year-out basis. And if you have them develop this year and you don't make the playoffs and you suffer a late-season letdown in that stretch where you're playing seven of your final 10 against the Dodgers, that can be really tough mentally to come back from. So I think you use this next portion of your schedule. You've got seven of the final 29 against the Colorado Rockies. You've got a three-game series mixed in there against the Cleveland Guardians. You've got pivotal games against the Chicago Cubs, Arizona Diamondbacks. You use that series, you use this portion of the schedule to build confidence and you make the playoffs. And hey, even if the Giants are bounced right away in two games in a wild card series, it still matters. You still build belief and believe me, This is a Giants team. We've talked about it on talk radio for a long time. We've talked about it with anyone who's followed the franchise for a long time. To be honest, struggles to attract free agents. And one of the best ways you can attract free agents, I'm thinking of Shohei Otani, is make the playoffs. Get on that national stage and show that even in a year that will be defined by development, even in a year that will be defined by growth and building something, you still made the postseason. So the outlook for the future looks a whole lot more positive when you're thinking about 2024, 2025, because the front office set the expectation at the outset of this season. It wasn't the fans. It wasn't you know people from outside. It was people on the inside of this organization. Farhan Zaidi, Pete Patilla, the general manager, Gabe Kapler, the Giants field manager and the coaching staff, they all set the expectation that the playoffs are the goal. And I'm of the belief that you want to be taken seriously as a Major League Baseball franchise in the year 2023 with expanded playoffs and every team having a better opportunity to get in. You need to have that expectation. You need to enter the season with that being the norm for your team because in a market like San Francisco, you can't stomach these long-term rebuilds. You can't go through the process that the Houston Astros and the Chicago Cubs went through to get good again and win those World Series titles that they did in the latter half of the 2010s. You have to be competitive. Farhan Zaidi has showed that you can be competitive while rebuilding the farm system. And I think that making the playoffs is a statement for this team would do a wonder for the young kids who've been with this club this season, been up and back from AAA Sacramento to the major leagues. And also it gets you and gets them to buy into the vision of having a role and having a successful role on these teams. Because look, if you're going back and forth from AAA Sacramento and you're contributing to wins here and there, and you know that ultimately your team snuck in with a wild card berth, it probably makes it feel a lot more worth it than it does if you miss out by three games at the end of the season. You say, hey, I was going back and forth, but I really feel like if I was up here for two or three more days, that could have made the difference. It gets it in players' heads that the roles that they're filling are important. And in an organization where Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler, they do it very differently than Brian Sabian, Bobby Evans, and Bruce Boshi did. Having players embrace those roles is pivotal, it's important, and it's critical to the future success of the San Francisco Giants. So I want to end things today after this series victory over the Cincinnati Reds and the loss on Wednesday by talking about the schedule ahead. The Giants 69 and 64, five games over 500 with 29 left to play. So 
What does that mean? 18 and 11 gets you to 87 victories and 17 and 12 gets you to 86 wins. And I'm not even sure it will take 86 to get in this year. I think that you're going to have two teams from the National League Central that will absolutely clear that bar in the Milwaukee Brewers and the Chicago Cubs. One of those teams is going to win the division. The other, I think, will be up for the number one or the number two wildcard spot. I think the Philadelphia Phillies, the way they're playing right now, they will be a top wildcard team. And so that leaves a few clubs battling it out for that final wildcard spot. I think the Giants right now are in the driver's seat, independent of what the Arizona Diamondbacks do this week. I still think that the Giants are the better, deeper squad with more overall talent. And the Giants have the opportunity to prove that on the field in the month of September. They had a far worse August than most major league clubs, including the Arizona Diamondbacks. That allowed the D-backs to claw their way back into this race. Remember, they were at 1.16 games over 500, fell back to 500. Now they're right back in this race. But ultimately, I think it's the Giants, it's the Diamondbacks, and it's the Marlins battling for this final spot. So the Giants have to take advantage of the soft portion of their schedule coming up. It's not quite here yet. The Padres, for as bad as they've been, they've still got a ton of talent. The top four in their lineup still possess the ability to beat you any given day, make life hell for a starting pitcher, make life hell for bullpen matchups with Machado, with Bogarts, with Tatis. The list goes on. For as bad as they've been, they've still got talent. Then the Giants are in Chicago at Wrigley Field where magic has been happening, where Cody Bellinger is once again playing like an MVP. He's back in that form during the second half of the season. And so... Once you get past that portion of the schedule, Giants absolutely have to hang on, win four or five of these next seven games. You've got the Rockies, you've got the Guardians, and you've got the Rockies again. Seven games in 10 games against the Colorado Rockies, the last place team in the National League West. And yes, four of those are at Coors Field, but this is a Giants team under Gabe Kapler that has proven it can win at Coors Field. You look at the end of this giant schedule, you see the Dodgers for 7 out of 10, you know you're winning at least 5, if not 6 of those games against the Rockies if you're serious about locking down one of these playoff berths. I think the Giants have to go into their final 10 games of the season with at least a 1, maybe a 2 or 3 game cushion in the wildcard standings if they want to lock down that spot, which of course I think is pivotal toward building momentum, not just for next season, but for the long-term future of the organization. So that's today's episode of the Carrie Crowley Show. I will wrap things up with this. Yes, a disappointing loss on Wednesday, but I said it in the first episode of the show. Giants absolutely need to start winning series, and Kyle Harrison, the young left-hander, set the tone with 11 strikeouts on Monday night. Alex Cobb picked him up with eight and two-third innings of no-hit ball and another historic performance for Cobb. So the Giants do get the series against the Cincinnati Reds, stay in front of one of these nationally wildcard contenders. And I mentioned the Diamondbacks, I mentioned the Marlins. The Cincinnati Reds are also one of those teams that are very much a viable team to lock down that third wildcard spot. So the Giants taking care of business, that mattered. And now they're on to San Diego where the job does not, despite the Padres record, get any easier. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We'll be back with more later on this weekend.